This delicious Mexican snack can be enjoyed anywhere, from a street cart to the fanciest restaurant, and serves as a perfect vessel for any number of fillings. It might be the most versatile sandwich there is. Or, tacos are not a sandwich. (laughs) Who's right? Let's find out. This week on our ongoing quest to pick our favorite sandwich, the taco. Is it affordable, ethical, is it healthy and clean? Is it first aid appropriate, even though he's married? Is the origin true? Doesn't matter to me. All that really matters is celebrities. Joe will pick a sandwich now. It's his religion to figure it out. He ate the food. He'll rate. He'll choose. Will it end up on the menu? Oh, what sandwich will he choose? Joe picks a sandwich now. Dan, it's good to be back. Well, I wouldn't quite say it's good to be back. I know. We had our little hiatus. I mean, I, I, you know, I missed podcasting last week. I missed talking to you. Wow. Well, first of all, I spent so much time with you last week. Well, yeah, I, I mean, did not I miss podcasting at all. You didn't. You don't. You had no like yearning to come back to it. Well, I think it will be fun to talk about all of the shenanigans that happened last week with, you know, the big wedding, which is sure. fun. Sure. You know, the podcast is something where really I will, I just like hold in stories of my life and just wait to save them for you. But you were there for that. So I don't know how useful it's going to be. But I enjoyed not having it over our head to prepare and record and edit. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah, I mean, you didn't go on like a formal honeymoon, but not podcasting for a week is like a honeymoon. It was like a honeymoon. I mean, it was great because I was like, you know, I was, I was like waking up in the middle of the night. I was like, oh, no, I forgot to do the podcast. And it's like, oh, wait, we're not doing yeah. it this week. Oh, good. I'm on my honeymoon. Yeah. <laughs> At home. Just yeah. not podcasting. Well, that's where I want the actual honeymoon to be. But yeah, Megan has vetoed that. Now, I will say, as promised, you had little sandwiches at your wedding. Yeah. What did you think of them? They were fantastic they were delicious yeah they were little like grilled cheese flatbread things oh no no no! the grilled cheese weren't flatbreads they were like uh they were like sourdough. they were like yeah, yeah they were but they're very hard sourdough yeah very hard wow that's authentic san francisco sourdough and then there was like some sort of yeah flatbread with some sort of vegetarian thing on it yeah i all i i I didn't really have that because we didn't, you know, go to the cocktail hour that much. Like the wedding ceremony ended, which was great. I think it went well. What did you mm-hmm. think? Yeah, I think it was great. Short and sweet to the point. Yeah. I thought it was sweet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, you know, it would have been a different experience that I officiated, but, you know, that's okay. <laughs> what did what did you think of our officiants? <laughs> one of which well, is definitely a listener. The other one, the other one will never listen. So I think Lydia is a listener. I think Andreas will likely never listen. So that's. I mean, I'm glad you said that because I thought Lydia was great. <laughs> I thought they both were great. Thought the other guy was complete garbage. <laughs> it was kind of fun up there. It was. It was interesting because I was quite nervous beforehand. You one know, thing not that like, I found very odd about the officiating. Let me say this, and it was. It was discerning to me is that they called you Daniel the whole time. Was that yeah, by request? Yeah. 
it wasn't by request. It was like we were writing it up, and we thought Dan was too informal. And then, you know, that's a, <laughs> Daniel's the only option. I've just never – I've heard people call you Dan. I've heard people call you Danny. I've never heard anyone, even your parents, call you Daniel. <laughs> it's true. Nobody's ever – but I think that's why it, like, it was an appropriate thing to be called because it's like – it's such this ridiculous formal event that it's like, all right, let's just use this version of my name that I would never <laughs> use any other time. You know, to it's like, why is this day special? It's like because I'm being called a name that's like not that actually you, that, my name that you'll never be called again. Yeah, yeah. But it was it, as I was saying, I was a little nervous beforehand, and then you know we got up there, and then like as the thing was going on, it was just like our little foursome up there, and it was very easy to just like. Uh, forget that there were like other people there so it was nice yeah Yeah, no that's nice you know you know your wedding had you know one of one of the rare weddings i've been to i don't know if i've ever seen this before but it's a great wedding invention was the pre-cocktail hour yes so i mean we talked about it before like the plan was to have the zabrowka drink beforehand but then we talked with the staff and they were basically, they said, well, if we do the the Zabrowka cocktail beforehand, it's going to cost $14 a cocktail. And I was like, okay, that's insane. Because, you know, they're like, and we'll have to prepare 100 of them. So it's like, that was going to be $1,400. And I was like, uh, all right, that's too much. And they said, but if you don't want a specialty cocktail, if you just want either wine or champagne, then you know, you just buy the bottles and then we'll just charge you based on how much people drink. So if you do the math, it's like, even if people drink 10 bottles of champagne, which would be a ton, it's only like, you know, a few hundred dollars. But they had Uh, a full bar for the pre-cocktail hour too. I know, but that's the thing. So we're, we, they specifically were like, if you get the special cocktail, it's $14 per drink. And if you do the champagne, then it's uh, just, you're just paying for the, the, amount of champagne you drink and i was like okay so they're just going to serve champagne but then we get there and it's just the bar is open and i I mean based on their rules that they had described like this was going to cost us like a gazillion extra dollars but of course we didn't request that you know we didn't pay for that we just paid for the amount of champagne that was drunk so it was it i I mean I, i don't know if they did it accidentally or they didn't realize what they were doing but all we paid for was a champagne everybody drank. So all of the we essentially got like, I mean, granted, the wedding was not a cheap affair. So I, I, it's not like it was like, you know, some some steal here. But we <laughs> essentially got the bar to be open. You know, the full bar was open, you know, like an hour before it was even supposed to be or whatever. Yeah, and that's great. And people, I mean, I just remember after walking in, you know, and then the funny thing was like in the rehearsal before she's like, okay, the important thing to do as a groom is like, just don't walk too fast. Like you're going to want to walk too fast. And I was like, lady, who was actually, she was fantastic. Our, our, our wedding planner, like she kept the, she kept everything on schedule. But I was like, I've walked the down this aisle so many times as a groomsman, like I got this, don't worry about it. And then it's like, I went out there and they, you know, the music started playing. And then it was like, I realized that I got down the entire aisle in like four <laughs> seconds. And then I was like, it was like, shit. I was like, you know, right at the end. And I was like, oh, no, I went way too fast. And then, of course, I, you know, I completely messed it up. And then I saw that your lovely daughters, the flower girls, they were like followed my lead. And they came way too yeah, fast. Yeah, they just buzzed right down. Yeah. So then I was like, oh, shit, I fucked the whole thing up. But 
the the point of where I was going with this is when I was up there after I realized I had walked way too fast, I looked into the audience and I saw like half the people like were drinking champagne and I was like, all right, this is great. Like this is, you know, they're not going to be worried that I walked down a little too fast. They're, everybody's having a great no, time. No, everyone was drunk. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So I loved it. That really worked out well. I mean, highly recommend it to anybody uh, when you're doing it because like we effectively wrote the ceremony. Yeah, we didn't effectively. We wrote the ceremony the night before. We did it after the rehearsal dinner. And, you know, we sort of went back and forth with ideas and came up with the idea of, like, repeating the same vows back and forth. But then, you know, I was like, well, we got to liven it up a little bit. And, you know, we slipped a couple of jokes in there. And when the jokes, like, hit, when both of the jokes hit, it was, it, it really made, it was such a fun moment. Including a reference to the podcast. I know, I know. The podcast, big hit. You know, once once it became clear that the podcast and the fact that we do a podcast was going to become open material for everybody to know. So it was part hi, of the wedding weekend. We couldn't help it. Hi, any first-time listeners out there. Uh, that, uh, yeah, I was like, well, we just got to slip that joke in there because people will love it. And they did. And, you know, the alcohol, it's like, you know, being in the audience, it was like a one-drink minimum. So the crowd was pre-warmed up. It was great. And, and, you know, lots lots of sandwiches at the wedding. Lots of sandwiches at the wedding. Of course, sandwich Josh, PhD, who's having a super big week this week. Sandwich Julia was there. Sandwich you. Your friend Chris, I think, works at Thumbtack. Oh, yeah. Used to work at Thumbtack. Yeah, Chris is great. The thing about a wedding, though, that's funny is that it is very much like, um, you know, Game of Thrones is back and, you know, maybe in this session we'll be able to talk about our opinions about it but it is funny how much of like being a groom is like sort of a political thing where like i'm trying you you like can't spend too much time with different types of people like you really got to spread it out because you don't want to like show favoritism on the day of your wedding and like the wedding planner would like come over and be like up oh, you're spending a little too much time at this table you got to move to that table and uh it's, it's it's a very weird uh weird setting to be a groom at yeah, well, I mean, you're like the center of attention, and everyone's there for you, and your, you know, spouse, obviously. But yeah, that's that's not like the normal state of things, right? Yeah, it's just very weird, and it's like her family's there, my family's there. I mean, your family's there. I mean, so many families coming together, and you like have to spend, you know, like a lot of her family. You know, a ton of her extended family came, and they were all, you know, hanging out, inviting me to Louisiana, New Orleans. So if I ever go visit all of them in New Orleans, we'll have to pick a, a uh, bayou-themed sandwich. Yeah, I think that was what was interesting is that there was, um, you know, a lot of different worlds colliding. That's always an odd thing about a wedding. Yeah. But uh, great affair. Food great. The drinks were great. You know, the dance went well. It was, uh, uh, it was fun. It was great. I'm, I'm very happy it's done. Like... The the week where the wedding was done and I didn't have to record a podcast was just, like, fantastic. Yeah, I mean, you really did get a little honeymoon. You the last seven days have been, like, the best seven days of my life. You weren't editing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on, Dan. It doesn't get better than that. Yeah, and now the grind begins again. Like, I work today, then we have to record this podcast. But, Joe, look at this one thing. It came in the mail today, finally. What do you think? Wow, Dan, that's looking sharp. Yeah, it's plastic. It's a plastic wedding ring? 
Yeah. Well, it's silicone. It's like it's it's a, you know, I don't want to wear a metal ring because I'm around power tools all the time. And I mean, I didn't want to wear a ring at all because I think it's like uh, ridiculous. But actually, yeah, I kind of like it. I th- I think it's a it, I think it's a good look. It's a nice ring, Dan. Is it like is it stretchy? Does it like is, yeah. is it like elastic? Oh, okay, yeah, a little bit. You know, it's not oh. like super. Ru- it's not like a rubber band, but it's got yeah. a little bit of breathability nice. to it. I like that. I don't wear my wedding ring partially because I lost it. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, I didn't wear it before, so that's why I say partially. Um, and then I like had it in like a drawer somewhere, and we moved a few times, and like I, I, I just don't know where it is. Yeah. See, the good thing about this one is it just cost like fourteen dollars. So. If yeah, I maybe lose I'll it. get one of those. Maybe I'll just get like like a, like a, a ten pack, and then <laughs> it is funny. The website specifically is like it's like you know you can buy one or you can buy three or you can buy ten, and it like has discounts for all of them. Yeah, no, I think that might be good. Yeah, it's clearly a thing people do, but no, I think it's good. I don't know. I'm gonna try it out. I mean, I literally just got it in the mail like two hours ago, and I just put it on, and I've never you know even when we were tax. I mean, I guess when we were tax married, it didn't make sense to wear a ring, but. Uh, you know, I'm going to try this out. I'm going to walk through life and see if anything different, you know, life is different. So, I, you know, I saw once they they have these rings that have like um, RFID chips in them where then you can um, tap people's phone and it will pull up a certain website. It's like a QR code, but on a ring. Hmm. I could get one that links to our podcast website and then it could be like, you know, because I, t- I tell people about the podcast all the time. And then you're just like, yeah, Yeah. pound it. Yeah, give me your phone. I like that. There you go. Check it out. JoePixPod.com. We need some more viral marketing for uh, for the podcast. I mean, I meet people all the time. I could just walk by and hit people's phone. They won't even notice what I'm doing. It just pops up. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, it was very clear at the wedding for the people who had not heard of the podcast, maybe because it was referenced in the ceremony itself and there was some buzz growing. People were like, I got to listen to this podcast. This podcast sounds great. Although, Joe, I looked at the download numbers and they didn't seem to go up very much. So I think all those people are just being nice. I think they're waiting for a new episode. Plus, they obviously wanted to hear this 45-minute recap of the wedding they went to. So you think they subscribed, but then it was like the last week. Well, the Hillel sandwich came up and they were probably like, what the hell is that? (laughs) It's true. It's true. We don't have like a a very fan-friendly episode for them to just jump right into. Yeah. And you know... I would tell people now, if they're, if they're listening, it's a highly serialized podcast. You really need to start from the beginning. Yeah. We're going to have lots of character references that won't make any sense. It's it's like your dad. We were talking about Game of Thrones when we were down there because obviously, you know, this was a Sunday where we were down there on a Sunday and Game of Thrones was that night. Yeah. And your dad, your dad was like, yeah, last season I tried to watch an episode. I didn't care for it. <laughs> it's like, well, like, you can't just jump in like a random season seven, seven episode. Yeah. Well, I I mean, it is interesting. The first ever episode of Game of Thrones I watched was like the somewhere in the middle of season three. And I basically watched one episode just at a friend's house. And then I was just like, oh, my God. You know, I didn't know what was going on and everybody else did. And this was, of course, when there were like books that were way past season three or whatever. And then I immediately was like, went home and then... but before the next week's episode, watched every single, like, episode up to that point, <laughs> which was amazing. I mean, like, just going back, because I rewatched a few of the early episodes, you know, before the season. 
I mean, the early episodes are just so good. And, you know. I mean, I can't even talk about it because the show is just terrible now. Yeah. It's just a bad show. It's so disappointing. But this week's episode that, like, last week's episode was just absolutely atrocious. But I was talking with Megan about this, and I think this is true, that Megan very nicely, uh, when both of our families were together after the wedding, she was like, she set us up on a little pizza date for us to go get pizza and, you know, just get some alone time, you know, a, a mini honeymoon in the, uh, and that was actually like the start of the, my honeymoon, just getting to hang out with you, but not have to record a podcast. Which is, which is rare these days. It's very rare. <laughs> In fact, I mean, we intentionally save our, our hangout right. for the podcast. <laughs> this is what people are listening, you know, the, this great stuff. But I realized that it was like that get, going to get pizza or that 45 minutes actually was really terrible. Because of what I said earlier in this podcast was like, I rewatched some of season seven and I realized how terrible it was. And I just lowered my expectations. And that was the way to watch it. But we just had such a fun time talking for like, 40 minutes about an episode of Game of Thrones that was going to be happening that night that had been so hyped that we like, we just hyped ourselves up that it was going to be great. And then it was, I mean, it was a total dud. Yeah. (laughs) It was terrible. (laughs) Like, it's not even that it was, I think maybe mediocre is, is the way to describe it. No, I mean, yeah. Yeah. The reality is that like, I found the episode itself while watching it to be very enjoyable. Yeah, and even afterwards, like, there are parts of it that I, like, appreciated as as it happened afterwards. Like, even as it was happening, the scene where, like, Daenerys is just, like, on the ground and she's just, like, about to get ripped apart. And it's, like, it doesn't matter. She's all this, like, famous things. Like, she's just a person in the sea of, like, people who are going to kill her. But and watching thought- it, yeah, yeah, watching it at the time, not knowing what was going to happen was very suspenseful and fun. If you were to go back and watch it now, knowing that there are zero consequences for anything that occurs and the stakes are incredibly low as a matter of fact, like you'd watch it and say like, Oh, this is just like, this was boring, fake suspense. Yes. (laughs) And of course, watching it live though, we had just talked about so many theories and so many interesting things that might happen. And it's just like, it, it was just, we actually had talked about this scenario of it happening, like, oh, you know, what if they just win? And we talked about how, you know, it would have made sense that, like, they just get it over with so they could focus on the rest of it in the, you know, remaining few hours of the show. But we were like, we were like, ah, they're not going to do that. Like, that's just too lame. Like, there, there has to be something better than that. And then... Of course, that's exactly what happened. But look, I will say, all that aside, and this is, and you should edit out this whole conversation because we're going to talk about an hour's worth of material before we even talk about tacos. But here, here's, here's the most disappointing thing to me. I had almost in the week after like reconciled myself to the fact of like, look, like, like maybe, maybe the show creators are right. Maybe the, the conflict between these all human characters is much more interesting. So let's just get rid of the Night's King and whatever. It's fine. And it's an exciting one episode like dealing with it and then let's go on to the rest of the show but then this last episode last night i thought was even worse like wow it it shows me that they are handling the the new war in a t- they're doing the same thing that they did last season where they're they're wanting to get to a certain place so they're having ridiculous like character development happen 
in a really rushed way just to get there. Boy, that's a it's a that's a hot take that you thought uh, yet yeah, the episode was bad, but I I do uh, I do appreciate that, and, it, and even like they had a scene where it was like, boy, it like when they were like moving the pieces on the giant board, and they're like. Boy, it seemed like we had a big advantage, but now things are about even. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> it's like that's like obviously exactly what they're well, like doing. Let let me I mean, just to give you a few examples. Okay, first of all, there's supposed to be this like mythical connection between Starks and their direwolves. And Jon Snow yeah. is like, "Peace out, direwolf." Like yeah. he's basically he's just a guy rehoming his dog, being like, "Oh, this dog doesn't get along with my new family." Like here, can you take him? And this poor dog is looking at him. He lost his fucking ear protecting Jon Snow. And he's just like, and Jon doesn't even go up and pet him. He just walks away. I mean, I literally, it's just funny because I adopted a dog and had him for like four or six months. And like, uh, he unfortunately, he was like a reactive dog. I, I just had, he, he just wasn't a dog for like a dense city environment. He was too reactive to other dogs and noises or whatever. I went to classes. There's nothing I could do. And then I went back to the shelter. And, you know, the, the, this is not uncommon where they're like, you can adopt pets, but you can also like return them. And, you know, they'll try to find a better home for it. And I'm like a very famously, you know, not very emotional person. But I was literally like crying. Like I, I was like. I was like crying and like crying so much it was hard to talk when I was like saying <laughs> yeah, goodbye to him because yeah. it was like he was my dog that had been my dog for like, m- you know, months and months and I had grown very connected to him. And, you know, I knew it was like the right thing for him. And it's like, John's like, this dog has saved your, or the direwolf has like saved your life. He's like been by your side when you're alive, when you're dead. And he's just like, I couldn't believe it. I mean, that scene was so bad. And the dog is, like, wounded from, like, I know. being it's, out in the front lines. It's so it's so depressing. Okay, okay. Yeah, that was terrible. I mean, that's just that, – there's just no defense for that. Point number two. Point number two. Let me just see if I can go a little bit in chronological order. Okay, so point number two. They're, they're taking their whole fleet – to Storm's End. And, yes. and suddenly their whole fleet gets surprise attacked by Euron Greyjoy, who then like sinks all their ships and kills a dragon. And I'm thinking, gosh, this is really familiar. Did this happen in the books? I'm like, no, this happened exactly the same way last season. They were sailing around and they get surprise <laughs> yeah. attacked by Euron Greyjoy, who destroys her. And it's like, wait a minute. Either they need to explain that like, Euron Greyjoy has a magical talisman that makes his fleet invisible, which yeah. is fine. This is a fantasy world. Just do that. Or 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 Danny is just the worst general in the world. She can't scout like a hundred <laughs> yards ahead when she's flying in a fucking dragon. It's not like, even a hundred yards ahead. Fly a few thousand feet in the air, like fly the entire way there and back and like check the scene out. Yeah. Or or give fucking Kyburn a throwaway line to be like, well, you know, Euron has that magic fog of war talisman. And, and then you're like, oh, okay, well, now it all makes sense. But but they don't do that. Instead, it just happens the exact same way. Euron is fucking three for three with these giant arrows that must be impossible to shoot. He hits the dragon three. And basically, you can just tell. They're just like, well, having two dragons is too powerful. So we just need to kill a dragon. So we're yeah. just going to do it in a way that is like the the least like satisfying way. 
And and then I'm thinking in my brain, why didn't they just kill the dragon last week? At least that would have felt like there were more stakes. Yep, yep, yep. Like, just kill the dragon in that war, and then you're like, wow, you know, she lost the dragon too. That's fucked up. Or, like, the dragon, like, sacrifice, like, the dragon is fighting the, like, Night King dragon. Why not have them to, like, kill each other? And then it's like, boy, that dragon, like, sacrificed itself, you know, for the cause. Yeah. But but instead, they have it die in this super lame way, which I guess is just to show you that they can can kill dragon. But then the worst thing. Okay, let me just. Wait, I want to go back to those arrows for a second. Those arrows are, like, these massive arrows that weigh like a million pounds that they have this unbelievable like amazing technological device they were shooting those arrows like once every five seconds like how are they possibly reloading these like things that must weigh like 200 pounds on this unbelievably massive contraption it's insane well well, i mean to be fair bump stocks are not illegal in western (laughs) so they can they can fire faster no and right that's the thing like and then danny just flies away why not uh, maybe fly behind them while they're reloading and burn <laughs> the fuck out of them. But of course, they're reloading like every five seconds. And then, of course, everybody knows this thing about giant ships that they can turn around in one second if you like go behind them because ships are n- known as these incredibly maneuverable vessels like that. So right. no big deal. But, right, exactly. Somehow in Westeros, the greatest <laughs> weapon against dragons is wooden ships. <laughs> like, okay. But then the last thing, and I just need to say, this is the dumbest thing about the show now. Is that so? There's so there's this war, and okay, so you have Cersei Lannister, Tywin Lannister's <laughs> daughter, and everyone says she's like really Tywin's true heir, right? Uh, Tywin, the the mastermind behind the Red Wedding, Cersei, who blew up half of the noble people of King's Landing, and her own daughter-in-law, and the like, basically Pope of of Game of Thrones, blew them up with wildfire, yes. and yet somehow. They have this like parlay where she has thousands of 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 archers and these giant bolts, which clearly kill dragons super easily, all aimed at like Danny and 40 soldiers. And she doesn't just kill them all. I like, know. Why doesn't a she stationary, just kill- stationary target, not a flying dragon. Right. And they're behind a wall. So so why they like and then somehow you're supposed to believe that like, well, you know, she's she's honoring this this pact that they have to have this peaceful conversation. It's like, no, any other version of Cersei or any real version of Cersei would just shoot, shoot them. And at least she would shoot Tyrion. And there's a moment there where I'm like, God, Tyrion's really dumb for walking out there. He's like, man, this show would be ballsy. This would be like old, like season three ballsiness of the show to just like have them shoot Tyrion. And then that's Tyrion dies because he, he was too naive about his sister once again. Yep. 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 But of course the show didn't do that. I was actually thinking the same thing because then I was like, all right, if they kill Masande, which also is insane that they, like, capture her, that, you know, she understands the significance of her. But it's, like, it's completely incongruous for them to, like, kill Masande, but then, like, leave Tyrion alone. Because what message is she sending? Killing Masande, she's being like, look, I'm still ruthless. I'll just do whatever it takes. I don't care. But then kill Tyrion he's he's the person you've like hired somebody to kill him he's right there kill him <laughs> right. Like, right right once you cut her head off you've obviously declared your intentions it it's just it was it's nonsensical like that the whole that whole last scene was completely nonsense and if Missendi was a true hero she would have like she's standing right on that ledge with Cersei she would have just grabbed Cersei and jumped off she knows she's gonna yeah. die anyway yeah that was like the 
at least in the uh, early uh, early season of Game of Thrones, there's a scene where like Sansa is like after Joffrey's you know roughed her up a little bit, she's like I'm gonna grab him and just jump to our death, and she's like about to do it, and like the Hound stops her, and it's like Masande would clearly just do the same thing, and right. there's nobody stopping her, but they don't right. you know it's like. They don't have the the like chops they did in the first season to like create those scenes because they're just too lazy now. It just it seems so clear to me that the show is trying to set up Danny to go on some giant fire breathing killing spree, probably kill Cersei in the next episode, or I guess you know Jamie's going to kill Cersei, obviously. Yeah. Um. So Jamie comes and kills Cersei, maybe in the next episode, maybe in the last episode. But like Danny's gonna burn down half of King's Landing, and then they're setting up some John Danny conflict for the end, and they're yeah. just trying to move Danny as quickly as possible into Mad Queen territory. Yeah, and they they are just they're 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 just running roughshod over any logic or like character consistency to do that. You know, I guess the show just doesn't hold up to like any deeper analysis anymore. Yeah, it's a real shame. I mean, at some point, someone's gonna like just remake the last three seasons. Yeah, well, I mean, at some point, he's going to write the books, and the books are going to be completely different, and people are going to be very happy. Yeah, I'm not holding out hope for that either. Yeah, well, Game of Thrones, they had something, you know, whatever. Good for George R. R. Martin. All right, should we spin the san- the, the sandwich wheel? I mean... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I wouldn't be averse to it. Tacos aren't <laughs> a sandwich, Joe. Like, did, I, honestly... I don't know why I picked this. It was in t- I mean, well, I do know why I picked this. I was very stressed. That was the week of the wedding. It was, it's a very stressful week because it's just like you procrastinate all this stuff for so long. And then it's just like, oh, shit, like this whole thing is happening in like four days and we need to do it. And, uh, you know, I panicked. I mean, you were there. I edited out like five minutes of like trying to come up with anything. And I couldn't come up. You know, the only reason I picked tacos were because we were having a rehearsal dinner where we were eating tacos. But, All right, let's do the eight-minute version of this then. I, I mean, I, I don't even All think right, we should do it. what's the history of a taco, Dan? Come on, quick. Oh, Jesus. I, I don't think it's a sandwich. I don't think there's anything to, to, to talk about here. It's definitely not a sandwich. I don't think we should do it. I mean, I, I've done some minor amount of research, but I just I, – I think we should just chalk it up to me – coming up with a dumb idea and just like it's not a sandwich all right well I'm sorry. I, mean, this, I mean the sandwiches were really good at your wedding or your rehearsal yeah. dinner i mean the tacos oh, the tacos okay well, let me ask you this what is your favorite kind of taco just like gun to your head what do you think of a taco like what what is your favorite type hmm that's a good question because like i mean the, okay this- well let me give you some stipulations whatever let's take all variants out of it like you're you're going to get a good version of this taco. Well, there's one taco I think is like the specifically best taco, but the problem is it's like not cuz I've had like very many delicious tacos and you know, I get I get tacos basically every week at the bowling alley cuz the the chef Armando makes these unbelievable tacos. He's from Peru and there's these he he makes the tacos in a really great way with this like lettuce and and um uh spice or like um hot sauce and like either chicken or beef. They're fabulous. But I honestly like a hard-shelled like taco from that I like make myself or even like a like a supreme taco from Taco Bell on a hard shell is just like that's my favorite version of a taco. Wow. Wow, I did not think you were going to pick that. I it's I I mean I've I've had so many different versions of tacos that are good, but man, 
So, like, even, you know, the thing where you, like, make the taco meat yourself and I can, like, fill the tacos up because I love sour cream. Yeah. And, you know, I just love loading the taco up. Just, I mean, the the Taco Bell Taco Supreme or whatever is just, like, fantastic. And, boy, you... Those like locos shells or whatever are just like unbelievable. I mean, if we're going to talk fast food tacos, I have to give a shout out just because, you know, growing up in San Diego, uh, the uh, I guess it's everywhere. It's not even San Diego. Just we seem to have it a lot. The uh, the Jack in the Box tacos that you get like two for 50 cents 90, or whatever. No, two. Well, it, when I was in college, they were two for 99 cents. I, they yeah. may, may have I think it was two cheaper. for 79 cents when I was growing up in like high school and stuff. But it was a great deal. And the fact that they didn't even bother to shred the cheese they just put a slice of cheese in there that like was clearly the, the cheese slices that they have for their burgers yeah I, just, well, the it made meat, it all I, the better the meat is the meat is like burger meat and then they're they put in some like shredded lettuce and yeah, yeah. yeah i don't even know if there was cheese on there but they would know it was a like slice of cheese of hot sauce. yeah exactly it was great oh i mean we great. would get because jack in the box near usc was open 24 hours so it would be like four in the morning and we'd be like you know let's just go to jack in the box and you know you're always getting those tacos they wouldn't make my uh, they, my number one, but well, I was going to say my favorite type of taco, and once again, this is a very San Diego thing, is I think probably a fish taco with like the right fish taco sauce, but it's hard to find a good fish taco. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I I love fish tacos, and I believe one trip when we were in Hawaii, I I would everywhere we went, I would order fish tacos just to compare the various fish tacos. A good fish taco is just fabulous, and you're right. The fish taco is, like, very dependent on getting the right, like, sauce in there. Because the fish taco doesn't really have much in the way. It's not like other tacos where the, the like, condiments and, and other things make it. It's really made by the fish and the sauce. Yeah. All right, so before we close the book on fish on, on tacos in general, which I'm totally in support of, uh, well, first of all, did, did PhD Josh do some research? We should probably play that. I want to hear if it's tacos or monsters or not. He did. And we've got to, and I was going to say the one thing we can't skip is that because this is a big, I, I mean, I believe his book comes out tomorrow. That's incredible. I mean, I pre-ordered it. I haven't gotten it yet. Yeah, I pre-ordered it and mine says it's arriving tomorrow. And Josh, you know, he's tweeted he was on some sort of Chicago like, uh, like a TV show and like promoting his book. It, it, reviews are coming out in prestigious magazines. I mean, this is a big deal. When he says on it, was he interviewed or was it like a Today Show thing where he was standing outside with a sign that said, like, pre-order my book? <laughs> he was, like, pushing children aside and like, got a big sign. <laughs> Meat is bad. Read Red Meat Republic. Uh, no, he was interviewed. Uh, I haven't watched it yet, but, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll link to it somewhere on something. We'll link to it on Reddit. Uh, but I'm, I have no doubt I, I have, he's sending an audio thing. I don't know what he Wait, said. I don't know either. I haven't. Yeah. <laughs> it would be weird if he sent it to you first. That would be very unusual. Well, we I did talk listened. about this at the wedding though. Uh, and I, I believe this is the start of a new trend is that he will be sending you audio now rather than written word. Which well, is I better. love it. Yeah. I, I assume he's going to pimp his own book in this, but I don't know. He should. Well, if he doesn't, we will. I mean, he better. If he doesn't, then actually, he's not being good at promoting. I, since we didn't get a chance to uh, be the audio book recorders, because he, you know, his publisher hired a professional, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, I would like him to send in his take, but he, I want him to get the audio book actor to record it as well. <laughs> I love it. We're, we're, we're just going to reject it unless it's that guy. Yeah, I mean, look, 
Look, I don't want Josh's words unless they're read by a professional at this point. Well, you, for all we know, it is. All right. Let's all right, hear let's, it. Let's see what we got here. Hey, guys. It's Josh. Uh, this is my first recorded review. We'll see how this goes. Um, it's starting off with a weird one. Is a taco monstrous? Well, it really depends. Uh, well, first, you've kind of blown up my idea for the next season, which was Joe Picks a Taco. Uh, but for the purposes of this <laughs> pod, I'll consider Damn. a taco a sandwich. Um, but I'm going to need some specificity to know whether it's monstrous. A lentil taco, now you probably need a lot of seasoning, that's pretty virtuous. A veal taco, that's pretty monstrous. So in lieu of a verdict, I'm just going to have to give a suggestion of two really tasty but also virtuous tacos. First is a bit more traditional, that's the nopales taco, that's essentially a cactus taco. I know that sounds a little weird, there aren't any like, uh, you know, needles or anything, it's really tasty. I'm hoping one of you has had one, if not, you should try it ASAP. The second one's a little weird barbecue jackfruit taco. I don't know what jackfruit is, but it kind of tastes kind of cool. It's like some weird fruit. Put some barbecue sauce on there. That makes a good taco. Um, But is a taco monstrous? I don't know. So for the monster sale, I'm going to have to go with an adult diaper, as in depends. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, he did a great job of pretending... A taco was a sandwich, but look, this is a, this was all my fault. You know, this was like. Uh, but Dan, no one, no one, no one blames you because you you had a lot of wedding pressure, man. I mean, look, look, I saw you before. You were you were a groomzilla. You were a wreck. You were yelling at people. You were being yeah. demanding. You were making people bring you mimosas, and then you were taking a sip and smashing it on the ground because it didn't have enough champagne in it. I mean, look, you were you were you were having a a. a Groomzilla moment. And if the worst that happened is you pick tacos, it's not so bad. Look, I don't think I was wrong to send those 15 guests home and make them change their ties because the color was too close to my tie. You know, I'm a groom. I need to have a tie that's distinct. It's your wedding, Dan. I mean, it's a shame that it was uh, Megan's father you sent home. But other than that, <laughs> it, was, it was fine. He made it back in time, you know, for the midway through the, uh, the dinner. Uh, well, uh, Thank you, Josh. And he didn't pimp his book. I mean, I know. come on. He's got to get better at that. That's a disgrace. All right. So we have to pimp it for him. Okay. This is this is a, a, a big test. So do you think, Joe, that we yeah. can get one listener out there who didn't already buy it to buy it? What, would we, what, what do we have to do to get somebody to buy the book? Well, we could do like a little sandwich contest. A little contest. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Let's see. I mean, I have an idea. Oh, okay. Okay. Great. Go for it. My idea is simply this. I will make a very nice end grain cutting board. Market value, $150. So an official Joe Picks a Sandwich cutting board. We put things on the cutting board. (laughs) That's absolutely right. I hadn't even considered that. Yes, I will make an official Joe Picks a Sandwich cutting board end grain cutting board market value market value priceless in fact this is the first one to ever exist and in fact i will make it have a sandwich design on it and it will be official now i haven't made it yet but i will make it and i have to make a bunch of end grain cutting boards this week as some wedding favor so i will i will specifically uh set aside uh, you know i'll make those those will be the crap ones and then this one I'm going to pour my heart and soul into. So I, I, I've made probably, 
20 end grain cutting boards. I've made them for various people as gifts. Every time I've given somebody an end grain cutting board, they've literally said, this is the nicest cutting board I've ever seen. So, you know, for all those people out there who don't realize I'm a very talented carpenter and, and well, I don't know, carpenter's not the right word. I, I don't want to compare myself to, you know, Jesus Christ, but I'm a very, very good at making cutting boards. So this cutting board, when I say $150 value, I mean, it's priceless. It, this is, this cutting board will be a, a Joe Picks Pod collector's item, and this will last you for the rest of your life. And when you listen... When you listen to the podcast, you can literally take the sandwich and put it on this cutting board, knowing that you're using the official Joe Picks cutting board. And that, and I'm just making one. I won't even make one for myself. So this is the official cut. So in the in the tournament, in the future when we do it, we might either have to ask to borrow it, or whoever wins it will actually have to video conference in the tournament to put the various sandwiches on the official cutting board. Correct. Correct. Uh, and let's say to enter the raffle, all you do is you have to. St- they have to send you or post it on Reddit, a picture of them with the book. That's it. Just selfie you, of them with the book. That's it. Yeah. On Reddit, we'll make a thread. And look, if only one person enters, they just automatically win. And wherever you are in the world, if you're in Germany, if you're in Siberia, if you're in Uruguay, I will cover the shipping. And th- believe me, this cutting board is going to be beefy. Like, All right, Dan, I have two questions for you. One, just because people need to listen to this and order it. And get the book. So I propose that we give two weeks for this contest. Yeah, I have to make the cutting board too. So okay. give me two weeks to do it. We have two weeks. Second question, can I enter? Uh, I, I think I would love to say you could enter, but I think federal law prohibits it, Joe. That's true. That's true. And, you know, you have to be living in a place where, where this type of contest is legal too. I mean, they always give that like little, uh, you know, like avoid where prohibited. Yeah, yeah. Let's definitely say saying. that. Uh, offer may not be – all franchises may not uh, do it. Any any other podca- podcast in the Joe Picks network, d- this offer does not apply. It's just for Joe Picks a sandwich. So – and and here's I'll, – I'll even say this. For those of you out there that for whatever reason can't afford the book and don't want – you know, you don't want to support Josh, if you just go to a bookstore, pick up the book – Take a selfie of yourself with the book. We won't know the difference. Yeah. And then steal it. No, <laughs> you have to steal it, you know? Yep. So the yep. so the bookstore needs to reorder them because that'll, that'll do the job anyways. Then that also counts. Josh doesn't care whether you get it or not. He, he just wants it to leave the bookstore. <laughs> exactly. Through anyway. In fact, if people start stealing it, I think that could it could be like a viral sensation. They'll be like, why are so many copies of this book being stolen? Yep. Yep. But that's it. All you have to do is buy the book to enter. And of course, as a you're supporting fan with Josh, and it's a fabulous book. I mean, it's, it's literally his life's work. If you like Is This Sandwich a Monster, you're going to love this book. But in you know, additionally, you're going to get a chance at this end grain cutting board. This the collector's item. I mean, forever. And you know what? Here's what I'll say this also. For the rest of time, whoever uh, is... Whoever wins the cutting board, when we say we're putting on the cutting board, we'll say it's we'll just say it's that person's cutting board. Right, right, right. Because that's I mean, it. That's the official cutting board. It might be me. I might win it. <laughs> you're, you're gonna put on a disguise. Yes, I'll put on a fake mustache and hold hold up the book. <laughs> All right. Look, if that's what it, if you can get away with it. Hey, you know. it's Giuseppe. He won the book. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. 
That's great. So the contest starts, well, once this is posted, we'll post the thread. And then, I, I, so Joe, just to get things started, we both should post selfies with, with us and the book, but we're not eligible to enter. Absolutely. No, I'll post the Reddit thing. As soon as, soon as I get the book, when I have it in my hand, I'm going to post the the um, the whatever, the post on Reddit, uh, and I'll put up a selfie of myself, and then you can do one of yourself. That's exciting. I'm excited for this book. I'm excited to read the book. I'm excited for this contest. Yeah, I can't wait to talk about the book on the podcast. I don't know if we're mentioning the footnotes or the acknowledgments, but we'll, I mean, we'll find out. I can't wait for whoever wins this cutting board to just hold out their this cutting board over every other fan, which is head for just the rest of time yeah you should number it one of one <laughs> well i'm also gonna sign it too although since it is a cutting board <laughs> however i sign it will be uh washed away or something uh but all right dan before we close the book on tacos oh okay there's two things i need to say close the show on tacos before we cl- close the non-sandwich shell on the taco yeah. two things i need to say one i already had a great pun in mind for when i didn't put this on the menu Taco, more like, oh, no. I was going to say, it's not it's not going on the menu, but I'm glad we had a chance to talk about it. (laughs) You're the first person to ever come up with that one. I know, I know, I know. It's very original. Second thing is I think I actually discovered a bit of a conspiracy. And I think (sighs) I may be the only person to ever Google search taco uh, news site-specific TMZ.com. Because I noticed... That literally, like once every three months, there is a story about some famous person going to Taco Bell. Hmm. And I, and no one's probably ever looked at it, but I think that Taco Bell is, is giving TMZ a little kickback. And it's like Uma Thurman, Fergie, Brittany, whatever. It's like just through the years, it's like every three months, there's a story about some, usually like, um, like in good shape female celebrity going to Taco Bell. Yeah, it of course. I mean, it makes complete sense. Big Taco wants their product to be associated with hot young celebrities. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, I'm just going to say I don't believe it. I don't believe that Uma Thurman's like let's go to Taco Bell. Now wait a second, Joe. If we dig a little deeper in this, do you think every celebrity story about sandwiches might be planted by big whatever sandwich? Do you think I mean, that ham and cheese was that w- that red carpet story was planted by Big Oscar Mayer? Well, I mean, you know, Boar's Head's reach is pretty deep uh, <laughs> with that Black Forest ham. No, uh, I don't. I don't know if every story is planted, but I think we have to be much more skeptical going forward. And I think we, as we evaluate the celebrity stories, one of the questions we have to ask is: Is this? story possibly planted by big whatever Mm, that's interesting because like for example i remember the tom brady story the tom brady story was like tom brady used to like this but can't eat it anymore because it's obviously unhealthy and it's like big tuna or whatever would never plant that story because that's a bad look for the sandwich except though it could have been a rival sandwich that was doing it like um once once in my in my news feed like, like I was like on CNN or whatever, I'm scrolling down and there's a story that was like, um, the problem with almond milk and I drink almond milk all the time. And I was like, fuck. And then I saw that it was one of those paid stories. And it was like paid for by dairy.com. 
Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, motherfuckers. So it could have been planted, like, it could have been Tom Brady used to eat ham sandwiches, and it could have been, like, Big Turkey that was planting that. Yeah. It is funny, because I've actually seen those ads before, and it's also, yeah, it's, like, paid for by the, like, U.S. milk or whatever, because, like, <laughs> yeah. there are a lot of organizations like that where, I think, like, Eggs has one, too, where it's, like, all the farmers and, and dairy people, like, pay some giant, like, advertising conglomerate just to have, like, milk commercials or whatever, and then it's like they do so much negative marketing towards like their competitors. It's insane. It's like so shameful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And spoiler from reading the article, there's no problem with almond milk. <laughs> well, I think there is a problem that almonds are like bad for the almonds are really taxing to grow, or at least the way they are grown. And like there's a lot of anti almond oh, yeah, propaganda yeah, in California. Yeah. Having a shitload of cows is much better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to consult Josh's book, but I think that that's probably not real. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the point is, if there were a problem with almond milk, the solution would not be to drink, like, cow milk. It would be to have, find some other alternative. Drink, like, cashew milk or whatever. Or, yeah. or cashew's problematic. I don't know. No. <laughs> we, without Josh, we're flying blind here. All right. So that's it. Now we, now we can close the book on tacos. They're not a sandwich. It's not going on the menu. I'm glad we got a chance to talk about it. Um <laughs> Dan, did we did we mention the wacky wheel last time? I think so. I think okay, we so we teased that there was a wacky wheel. We teased that there was something on it, but we didn't say what it was because we thought it was too wacky. I have another sandwich for the wacky wheel. Oh, great! I don't know if I should tell you. We can bleep it out, or 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 let's just wait and see if the wacky wheel comes up. Then I'll talk about it. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm looking at the wheel. We definitely have it because the wheel right now is listeners Joe, Dan Joe, Dan Wacky. So. Wacky's on there. Okay, because that means that now there's two sandwiches on the wacky wheel. All right. Well, this I was a sandwich. This was a sandwich that my daughter invented. Now I have not made a wacky wheel yet. I've been very busy. So if wacky comes up, we'll, we'll just have to flip, we can a, flip wacky a coin. coin. Yeah. yeah, it'll be it'll be a very wacky coin though. Yeah. All right, but I, I mean that's it, right? There's nothing left to do. We did it all. Yeah, that's it. I can't right. think of one other hanging thread out there. In retrospect, I'm glad that I picked something that wasn't a sandwich. Yeah, we got to talk about Game of Thrones. Yeah, it was a good episode. And I mean, well, are you going to title this episode the Taco episode? Are you going to title it the Game of Thrones episode? I'm going to call it Taco. Okay. I mean, this is... The contest is obviously, like, whoever wins the official cutting board is going to be, like... The ultimate, you know, OG number one fan, which, and again, if this podcast blows up to where there's a million people, this person will literally be like, they'll be a celebrity in their own right. Like when they're making sandwiches on it. So the point is, I want to make sure this episode is blending in with the rest of it. So only the true fans are like, they're like, oh, taco, you know, and they're like clicking and and hearing about this. I don't want people to know that this is like, we didn't actually do it, you know, until the it. true fans it. experience yeah. it. We're going to talk about it next week, too, the contest. But yeah, 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 I hear Yeah, it. yeah. All right. Well, we don't who knows what we're doing next week. If we do one of these wacky sandwiches, it could be craziness. All right. Now, did I remove, I don't know what the sandwich was, wheel was last week. Is it? I think you got to get rid of a Dan. All right, good. I mean, I don't want to pick. I, I really, it's like, I'm like last week. I got nothing. So now my odds are really low. So it goes listeners, Joe, Dan, Joe, Wacky. I mean, the Wacky's actually got a, it's a, according to my math, it's got a one in 13 chance. That's pretty good. 
Yeah, there's one of those listener sandwiches I think we might want to move to the wacky wheel. We can talk about it later. All right. <laughs> that one where we have to like deep fry something and I don't know, whatever. Yeah. Well, let's I mean for all our listeners out there who love the listener wheel. I mean the listener wheel has a real shot. It's like a 25% chance. Absolutely. Basically. Okay, all right. let's go for it. All right. Anybody but Dan. Anybody but Dan. No Dan. No Dan. No Dan. Oh. oh. Solidly in the listener column. Yeah, right in the listener column. Okay. I mean, I'm I was hoping it was the listener wheel last week, but this is exciting. So first of all, this means the wheel resets. So wheel I'll just, resets. Yeah. I'll just reset it back right now. Just you know, our fans are now they're so excited that the listener wheel got picked. Oh, now this is also important. I I, I know one of our sandwiches specifically changed their sandwich on the listener wheel. So we have to remind me to update that before I do it. But so it goes. Let me back. remind you. It's like it's happening right now. Well, I'm updating the wheel. So it goes. Dan, Joe, Joe, Dan, Joe. This is a great podcast. Okay. There we go. So now the wheel is reset. Dan, Joe, Dan, listener, Joe, Dan, Joe, wacky. So the wheel is, is set for next week. Oh, the wacky wheel is now just a tiny little sliver. It really had its big chance. Okay. All right. Dan, this, this Italian beef battered and deep fried, that's got to go on the wacky wheel. I mean, we can't be editing the wheel now. Like, we have to, we have right, to right, do right, it. All right, outside. all right, fine, fine. Okay, fine. here we go. Whatever. Bez the Spaniard changing my pick. I'm changing my listener wheel pick. New, well, what was his old sandwich? Well, I, I don't know what his old sandwich was, so I guess I just have to add it. He Bez says, is, "Bez is the Pope of 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 Joe Pick's potism. He gets he gets two he can have two sandwiches on the on the fan wheel. It's fine." Imagine if he were the Pope and he wins the cutting board. Whew, that European shipping is going to really cost me an arm and a leg. Holy shit! There are so many uh, 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 fans in our community now. It's like our our Reddit page is like doubled. This is even before the contest. That's incredible. Okay, so he says his new sandwich is the Great British Bacon Sandwich. So much to debate. Brown or red, smoked or unsmoked, butter, question mark, grilled or fried. Well, I guess if that is selected, that is what we shall do. So, okay, going over the listener sandwich wheel. Now, we didn't do, we didn't do our Marie Kondo here where we, where we tested to see if, if everybody was still hot, so... Uh, or if everybody was still going to support their sandwich. So I guess we're, you know, it's too late to do that now. So we're just going to have to hope. It's fine. I, I have faith in our sandwiches that send sandwiches. That's fine. Okay. So we've got hog roast, donor kebab, hot pastrami on rye, fairy bread, club sandwich, banh mi, the bacon, egg, and cheese sandwich, Reuben sandwich. We, there's like a, they're like four in a row there that are like good normal sandwiches yeah. there <laughs> solid sandwiches yeah and then it's and then it goes off the, the deep end italian beef battered and deep fried Ugh. proper danish open face sandwich turkey havarti cheese tomatoes red onion sprouts avocado on dutch crunch another that one's gonna be a mouthful if we do that the brugezond yep and then the great british bacon sandwich just added hot on the wheel all right Joe, are you ready? I'm ready. I'm, I'm actually, this is more suspenseful than Game of Thrones at this point. <laughs> <laughs> it is, because unlike Game of Thrones, there's no, like, plot armor for any of these. This is, like, <laughs> this is a fair match for all of them. It actually could be anything. Yep. Yeah. All right, let's do it. Uh, this is exciting. I, I, I mean, I don't even know what to root for, not what to root for. I mean, I know what not to root for. 
Wow. Wow. I'm excited about this. I would have picked this sandwich at some point. I would have picked this sandwich too. All right. It is right in the heart of the normal sandwiches. And this one is, this is a classic great sandwich from the East. None other than the Bon Mi. Now, Dan, before we sign off, I'm going to look up who sent this in so that they're on notice that they have to talk to us about this. Oh, I was going to look it up too, but I can't find it. I don't know how to do that. I found it on the listener sandwiches store. We just had to go straight to the stores from none other, Joe, than Fanwich VIP, who has sent in so many of the pros and cons, Prince Pepper Sneeze. Oh, Prince Pepper Sneeze. He's going to give us, he or she, I actually don't know. I mean, I guess Prince is a gendered term. Uh, but yeah, that's great. That's exciting. You, Prince Pepper Sneeze says, you got to do an episode on Bon Me. It's also ripe for puns. Well, well, already putting the pressure on our, our final ratings, Joe. Great point. Uh, well, this is great. With Prince Pepper Sneeze, we know we're going to get some A-plus a plus work for, you know, covering all, you know, getting the, you know, important stuff around the sandwich. You know, we want to hear Prince Pepper Sneeze's history with the sandwich. I'm excited. This is great. So Prince Pepper Sneeze, send in all the research you can. Uh Feel free to well, don't comment on Reddit because then I'll read it beforehand. Send it to Dan. Send it to yeah. Send it whatever to me. Our email is this yeah. is your time to shine, and uh, I, I mean I this is fabulous. Actually, the last time Fanwich Tony visited, there's actually a Bon Me place that's very very near where I live, uh, maybe about half a mile away or whatever. And they they only make Bon Me's and they specialize and they make like five different variants. It's just they make fabulous version of it even tony tony gave it the thumbs up tony a big bon me you know lover so well I, this i actually feel like i have a sense of loyalty now I'm, i have to go back to the restaurant where the only place in seattle that i could find the dutch crunch which, that's true which was also a bon me place yeah hey that's great i i love uh you know it's all it's all coming around uh full circle here on the podcast they they got in the door with the dutch crunch and now you'll they'll try their specialty this is good. I was a little great. worried it was going to be one of those weird ones. I know. This was one of the fan witch picks that I would have eventually picked on my own probably very soon. Yeah. And you know what? Here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to go on the record now. The wedding is over with. I don't have excuses. I've never made a bond me. Actually, I take that back. I think I have made a version of it via a Blue Apron recipe. But all that's in the past. I am going to make a bond me sandwich. Um, my own and and i will have i will have my version to compare with the official version uh i'm excited about this dan this is this is great i pepper sneeze i am not gonna make one on my own good work i don't think it's that hard well i guess i mean yeah maybe i'll try it it's all like the leaves and the stuff that like make it so good though well anyway we'll talk about it yeah all right great uh hey no new reviews other than we're still stuck on rob's four-star review so you know what? But Come don't on. leave us. Someone a give us a five star. No, no, no. Buy Josh's book. Send the the selfie of yourself with that. Win the official Joe Picks Pod end grain cutting board. So, uh, oh, and is, and leave a review for Josh's book too. Don't review us. Review his book. Oh yeah, definitely buy his book. Review it. Get that if verified purchaser it, and review it. Yeah, yeah. Or buy it from an actual bookstore and just go up to one of the clerks and just be like, "Wow, this book's amazing." And they'll be like, "Wait." You haven't even read it yet. You're just buying it now. And then steal it in front of them. Just run out of the store. 
they're instructed not to chase you. It's fine. Um, if people get the audio book too, that counts. They can take a selfie of them with the audio book, right? Yeah, we'll allow that. Yeah. That might be an easier way to cheat. Just like... To... Download the preview of it. Yeah. Well, whatever. Look, much like Cersei Lannister, if we... We admire people who, you know, cheat in creative ways. So if, if you want to cheat to win the official Joe Picks cutting board, you know, you can do it. But for Josh's sake, he'd prefer if you actually buy the book and read it. But Yeah. Or steal it. Because once again, yeah. we're all the same from Josh's perspective. Yeah, <laughs> or steal it. Yeah. Okay. Enough with that. Time to put the bread away until next week or the tortillas, as it were. Although we didn't even really take them out. It was great, though. Great. This is this a little like honeymoon episode before we really get back yeah, into the way, it. I mean, the fact that even our episode where we talked about nothing of substance is still going to be over an hour is, is, is sort of depressing, but that's fine. No, it's not depressing. It's great. It's great. This is right, fun. This was, this was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, okay. So the Bond Me next week, you're going to make one. We're going to talk about it. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah. Now, it is an interesting question, but it's a listener wheel, so we don't have... I was going to say Bond Me can obviously have lots of different things in it, but it's not up to us. The listener wheel just said Bond Me. If the listener of Prince Pepperseeds wanted it to be more specific, he or she would have made it more specific. So I guess it is sort of, it is like the other situations we've had where Bond Me can have multiple uh, fillings inside. And I guess it's sort of, um, it's up to us. Right, right, right. Well, we'll see. Uh, we'll talk about it next week. All right. Uh, Joe Picks a Sandwich is part of the Joe Picks Podcast Network. To listen to all of our podcasts, go to JoePicksPod.com or join the lively discussion on our subreddit, reddit slash r slash Joe Picks. If you want to talk about what we got right or wrong about the taco, well, we <laughs> don't don't talk about that. Or if you have a strong opinion on next week's sandwich, the Bond Me, leave a comment on the Reddit page or email us at sandwich at JoePicksPod.com. Oh, that actually does bring a point. I should have done a lunch pail because we actually did get an email this week. We'll do it next week. My uh, profound... Apologies to uh, Sean. Sean, I saw your your uh, uh, email. It's a good one. I, I fucked up. I'll, we'll do it next week. Uh, special thanks to Fanwitch Josh for research. His book, Red Me Republic, is on bookshelves everywhere now. Buy it. Buy a copy. Post. Take a selfie with it. Post in the thread. Get entered to win the official, official Joe Picks Pod cutting board. Also... Thanks to Fanwitch Jeff for the theme song and Fanwitch Julia for the logo. Leave us a five-star. Don't leave us. Leave Josh a five-star rating in the Amazon store so others can find his book. Joe, see you next week. See you next week, Dan. <laughs> <laughs>